Let's go back to Wrexham, onto the streets, and BBC Wales correspondent Matthew Richards is amongst the fans. Matthew, what's the atmosphere like there? Uh, it's incredible, very, very noisy. I'm not sure you can hear me, but uh, yes, I mean, excitement is that fever pitch fans are lining the route. There's a three-mile uh, route that the buses will take as the uh, players uh, for the men's and the women's side, and of course, the, the celebrity uh, co-owners, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, will take through the streets to meet the fans. I mean, you just get a sense of how important this is to Wrexham as a whole, not just diehard Wrexham fans, but people who have been living here uh, all these years. And, and it really means a lot. 15 years uh, you know, outside the Football League, they've had a lot and lot of ups and downs, perhaps more downs than ups, really. And so people are just basking in this glow at the moment, a team that's clearly punching well above its weight. Yep, we can see also on screen at the moment pictures of the buses ready to leave. Uh, that We think the parade will start very shortly. But Matthew, I, I noticed some youngsters in amongst the crowd. It does seem that Wrexham have a real age range of their fans, from the very young right through to the old. It is something that they all follow in the city. Well, indeed, and what's particularly remarkable is that you've got a lot of youngsters who weren't even born the last time Wrexham were in the Football League, so a lot of them are getting, you know, a taste of this, or about to get a taste of this for the first time. And then you've got their generations, their grandparents and their great-grandparents, who've just been here through thick and thin. And so remember the good times and the bad. Yeah, we can see the live pictures now. The three buses have left the stadium. They're just leaving the stadium. So, Matthew, I think it'll be a little while till they get to you. Probably there'll be a lot of fans trying to stop those buses and get waves and selfies and see who is on the bus with the players. Um, we've talked a lot about the two Hollywood owners. You've been talking to local people. How important are they to them now? I think they're extremely important. When they first came along, they were, people went through a lot of different stages. Disbelief, can this really be happening? Why Wrexham? And then maybe a bit of suspicion. What have they got to gain from this club that we don't know? But I think their commitment has been demonstrated by the fact they've turned up to a lot of games. They brought a lot of their Hollywood chums, a Will Ferrell, Paul Rudd, a David Beckham has also been seen at Wrexham games as well. And you saw, particularly when they were promoted against uh, Boreham Wood the other day, the emotion, the excitement that they felt at the end of that game, they shared that with the fans. And I think they're already ticking off their bucket list of things they said they do, get the team promoted, uh, buy the stadium, you know, so that it was in safe hands. All these things they promised they're so far achieved. And they've got huge ambitions. They said they want Gareth Bale to play, come out of retirement and play for the club. Not sure that's going to go terribly well. Uh, but they have also said the sky's the limit. Wrexham could be in the Premiership one day and hopefully the fans want, want those owners to stay in it for a long run. OK, Matthew, for the moment, thank you very much. I want to bring Hugh Ferris back in at the BBC Sports Centre. Um, Matthew mentioned Gareth Bale there. Now, the two owners have also been mentioning him. Uh, do you think he would ever come out of retirement to play for Wrexham, Hugh? Uh, I think, Nicky, that uh, might be a little bit of a cheeky uh, request that was made. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they say that they're serious about the request made to Gareth Bale. Now retired, the 33-year-old former Wales captain, of course, led his side to the first World look, Cup. there they are, Hugh. Uh, I think you can see them there indeed, uh, With <laughs> smiles on their faces now, as indeed they were when maybe suggesting that Gareth Bale might like to come out of retirement <laughs> for one final year to play in League Two, having spent the, last, uh, the majority of the last decade at Real Madrid. But uh, such is the nature of the hope 
yes, but also ambition. And perhaps the ambition might not be quite at Gareth Bale levels, but the ambition, I think, is genuinely to be able to say to players, maybe not like Gareth Bale, but players who are two or three divisions higher, this is a project to which it is worth coming to play your football. And also, by the way, there's an associated documentary run by Hollywood owners that might elevate your brand, dare I say something like that, uh, when we're talking about sport uh, in the future as well. So it's, yes, Tier 4, it will be League 2 football that Wrexham play uh, next season and potentially higher as things go on. We've just heard from Robin Ryan uh, on that. And is it, isn't it interesting? We're just referring to them as Robin Ryan. Uh, Ryan, I know for ease, but also they are known simply by their first names in the town and beyond. But they are genuine in their hopes and ambitions for a team because they appreciate the value it has to the local community. And if that means trying to get Gareth Bale, who has said, no thanks, I'd rather just have a round of golf with you, thanks, Rob. Um, but if it's trying to do that, making a few headlines along the way, I don't think they'll regret that to any great extent. Yeah, you may mentioned the documentary and America. I'm quite interested because I was reading that they are going on a pre-season tour to America, aren't they? And they're going to play LA Galaxy, Chelsea and Man U. That, that doesn't happen normally to that level of team, does it? Yes, uh, it's not uh, what you know, it's who you know. Um, and certainly as far as pre-season tours go and the, the production and event companies that set them up, if you are in a position where you can perhaps say to one of those groups of teams who often centre themselves either in the States or in the Far East, maybe even Australia, uh, that perhaps uh, that uh, during their tour of North America, and Manchester United and Chelsea are on a tour of North America um, as part of their pre-season plans for next season, that maybe if Wrexham are out there for legitimate reasons, they have Hollywood owners, that perhaps they might be able to uh, squeeze in a game against them. And yes, both Manchester United, uh, who announced it via a rather amusing video, it has to be said, involving Sir Alex Ferguson and Chelsea are on the slate for Wrexham as they start their uh, league pre-season when it comes around uh, this summer. Things like that, Nicky, you're absolutely right. Only Wrexham would be able to do in this current climate because of the links and the ties that they have via their owners to perhaps um, getting in a few doors that might not be pushed open elsewhere. Yeah, we can see from the heli-telly the players are on that one of the three buses celebrating and the mascot there, the Red Dragon uh, mascot, I do love him, at the, at the front of the bus. Um, it's not just the men, we must remember this. The Wrexham, their, their women's team have done amazingly well this season as well, haven't they, Hugh? Yeah, they've reached the top flight of uh, Welsh women's football, and so it is a joint uh, celebration that's taking place in front of these, what, 15,000, 20,000 people uh, along the streets of Wrexham. And it is one of those things that I imagine that Rob McElhenney and, and Ryan Reynolds will be uh, focusing on as they turn their attentions to what, what they could be doing as they grow the club, because it is fascinating to see that, that having a women's football club has not necessarily been a necessity, it has not been a financial peg upon which to build a football club of late. Even Manchester United, who are top of the Women's Super League at the moment, until very recently, uh, didn't have a women's team, having ceased to have one in the mid-2000s. So uh, there is no necessary um, coupling of the two, the men's and women's team. So the fact that in the National League for the men and indeed the Welsh Women's League for the women, that they are able to synergise those two, it will be something that uh, Rob uh, Wright and Ryan are able to, just for ease, ease and speed, uh, Rob and Ryan will be able to, to continue to try and promote as the as the months and years go ahead. And as both Matthew and Thomas were saying a little bit earlier on, 
It is a long road to the Premier League. Do not be discouraged by the fact that it is, if you're a Wrexham fan or indeed want to follow the story for the first time. It is a long road. Many have tried it. It is incredibly financially risky to try and propel a team from the nether reaches of the Football League all the way up uh, to the Premier League. But if they say that is their ambition, then having a strong foundation, A, with the men's and women's teams, but also with the community, not least, the financial imperative also that it will be for Rob McElhenney and indeed Ryan Reynolds. It is worth at least dreaming about at this early stage of this journey. Indeed, and football fans always dream. There we can see the live pictures from our heli telly of the three buses that are going to do a round trip from the stadium through the city centre, about three miles. It'll take um, a couple of hours, our correspondent was saying. And we've been mentioning the Welcome to Wrexham series that has on Disney Plus translated around the world. I want to bring in now Maxine Hughes, who is the self-described Welsh translator on the series. She is joining us from the United States. Maxine, first of all, before we talk about the documentary, I just want your emotional feeling right now as we see pictures of the, the, the bus heading around Wrexham. Oh, I, I can't believe it. I mean, just to, to see and hear those images of, of Wrexham and what's going on today in the town of Wrexham, it just fills me with so much pride, um, but also quite a bit of jealousy because I'm, I'm stuck over here and having to watch it from here. But it seems that I've, I never saw thought that I'd see. Um, I think most people in Wrexham didn't think they'd see scenes like uh, like today. Um, and, you know, it's just it's just a fairy tale story, the story of a community coming together, uh, of Hollywood joining that community. And, and the result is what we're seeing today. So it's been absolutely wonderful. Um, and I think um, the whole of Wales today is proud of what's happening. Yeah. How did you get involved in this series in the first place? Uh, well, I'm based over in the U.S., and um, when they were starting to work on the documentary, they uh, they called out for a Welsh translator, um, and there's not too many of us here in the U.S., so uh, I... Um I got involved that way. I did a casting for the um, for the role of Welsh translator, and um, it kind of went from there, really. And then uh, after that, I uh, was asked to, to do some some various roles on the on the documentary itself. And um, since then, uh, I've done a few things with Rob and Ryan. Um, I caught up with them this Sunday in, in Los Angeles, and they were extremely excited about today. Um, so it's been it's been great. It's certainly been rather different from my my day job, that's for sure. Yeah. Now we see them on the television. What are they like in real life? Come on, spill the beans. Um, I mean, I think on television, everyone would say they, they come across as very genuine, very friendly, great fun guys, and that's exactly how they are in real life. Um, from the first time I worked with them on sets in Hollywood, which is, uh, you know, a bit of a daunting task when you first go on a, on a Hollywood set. Um, but they made me feel really comfortable. They're really, really friendly, really down to earth. You know, they're both from very ordinary backgrounds um, and they are genuinely invested in this team and in this town uh, and that's been very clear from the beginning uh, you know they weren't just buying this team to, to make a TV show uh, they bought this team and they've invested in it they've been over to Wrexham countless times in the last year um, and I think you know uh, they've become locals themselves and I, I think we all just have so much respect for them because of that you know Wrexham is not a place that has always seen this uh, prosperity. It's a place that suffered a lot of hardship. You know, there's high levels of child, child poverty. COVID hit Wrexham very, very hard. The local businesses were hit hard. So for them to come in and, and invest in the team, invest in the community, invest in local charities as they have done, it's been fantastic for the team. And I think, you know, everybody uh, feels very grateful and, and, and really respects them for that. 
So here's a question. My Welsh friend Geraint always tries to teach me some Welsh and I'm not very good at it at all. So have you been trying to teach them some Welsh? Oh, we've done a lot of Welsh. Yeah, Rob particularly has been um, has been learning Welsh over the past couple of years. In fact, the first time I met Rob and Ryan um, when we were on set doing that promo, Rob sang me the Welsh national anthem that he had learned off his own back. So um, th there's definitely a, a bit of an investment there to learn the language, and I think that's why people in Wales have fallen in love with them so much because it hasn't just been about. Um, Wrexham and about football. It's been about the culture. It's been about the country. It's been about the language. Um, and they're still, you know, making an effort. They uh, they said Wrexham and Bith on Sunday, which means Wrexham forever. And they both said that together. And uh, I think everybody in Wales loved hearing that. And there is a second season coming on the way. Yes. Yes, it's um, it's in, in in production right now. They've been filming already. They've obviously got some fantastic moments for the second season. Um, you know, we all kind of know that there, there is a fairy tale ending, but um, I think that second season is going to be rather exciting to watch. And uh, it's not just you know people in the UK that's watching this show now. Uh, there's plenty of fans over here in the US. Um, yeah, I get people from places like Australia, you know, messaging me saying that they've watched the show. So I think it's becoming um, something that is, is popular globally. And I think, um, you know, Rob is involved in uh, another show over here, uh, which is called It's All, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And that's on, I think, its 17th season now. So I think for him, you know, um, having a show that people love, um, he'll continue to do it. They'll continue to do it as long as people love that show. And maybe we'll be seeing, you know, multiple seasons of, of Welcome to Wrexham too. OK, Maxine Hughes, thank you very much for joining us. I'm going to let you disappear so that you can watch the actual parade, which you can see being streamed live on the BBC website right now. And I want to bring Hugh back in. Um, Hugh, we were talking about the Hollywood money. Do you think this is the start of other clubs looking towards Hollywood to try and get that investment in a different way for their club? It may well be the start of that direction, if you like. There has been a lot of interest from Americans in not only Premier League teams, a lot of high-profile Premier League teams owned by Americans, of course, at Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea now among them. But there has also been interest in American owners in the lower leagues, which might make you wonder. We've heard words like scepticism and suspicion over the course of uh, our coverage over the last half an hour or so. Why would high-profile or not just rich American people want to invest in lower league English football clubs? It's a strange thing. And Welsh football clubs too. But the thing is that what those clubs offer is something that American owners can't get in America. For all the glitz and glamour of their high-profile US sports, there is a franchise system. It's closed shop. You have to buy into it. And the most recent one went for $6 billion. So, and I appreciate that Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds have a lot of money, but they're not in that sort of a market. And also, as a result of the investment, hugely high stakes. What do they want to do instead? They want a version of the American dream, but not in America, using English and Welsh football. 